0: Dateline June 2023. And when you see June on the calendar, within the last few years, you know it's Pride Month. Yeah. I, I mean, you might not know it, but it <laughs> is Pride Month. And just look at your Twitter feed, and you will see every yeah. single logo of every corporation I, in a rainbow. I, I got, it came up yesterday on my computer. Tomorrow
1: is Pride yeah. Month. Yeah. And I, I looked at my phone this morning to say, how many apps on my phone have been turned rainbow? And mm-hmm. usually what I – this is just me personally – I just delete every because ra- I just don't want that on my phone. Yeah, right. And you
0: know what's fascinating is, and you can find find it, t- tweet it, Google it, find look at it. Ninety nine percent of the companies that have rainbow uh, corporate logos yeah. on Twitter, if you look at their Middle Eastern Twitter they pages, not. they do not. <laughs> it's <laughs> just their regular logos. Yes, yeah. So their convictions only stay within the confines of these yes. fifty United States.
1: It's all about money for them. Yes. And this is a money game. So, but we I think it's having a we had a conversation about this, I think, a year ago. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're having this conversation again because it feels like things evolve and things grow and and we're finding out more and more. It's bigger than just logos now. There's mm-hmm. there's uh it's Pride Month feels I know I was listening to a, a social commentator. It almost feels like a religious month. Yeah. The way that Christmas is celebrated. There, it's taken on religious overtones.
0: Yeah, I mean the stores are adorned with all of the yes. decorations yes. for the season. Yes, yeah. and
1: so it's to me, it's a how do we as Christians? My my question is how do we as Christians navigate these waters? Um, I I don't think we should be passive. I don't think we should be uh, rude or mm-hmm. ignorant. You know what I mean? Like I think there's a right way that we can uh, not lay down, um, but also not be absurd. And I think that that we need Christians today who will speak up. Mm-hmm. We need Christians today who will do something, uh, because where we are today is a reflection of the 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 progress, quote unquote, progress of uh, of this of this LGBTQ mov- movement. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a couple things that have happened that have transpired in the last, yeah, you know, couple weeks that have drawn the attention. Have you been? Have you been into Target?
0: I have not been into Target. I haven't been into Target in a very long time, I... <laughs> uh, but this just kind of, you know- Solidifies that? Yeah, I'm just, I don't have a reason now to, to go. And I, it, it's interesting because they've always embraced this. They've always kind of had the the pride stuff out always. in June. They, they've always put it out there. Always, they, but I, I, but I, they added that extra layer of the, the Satanist on top of the pride. That's what I'm saying. These things
1: are becoming more- there's not, they're not covert anymore. It's yeah. more in your face. Mm-hmm. I remember when, gosh, this is seven years ago when the whole transgender bathroom issue came up. That was 2016. Mm-hmm. And I remember back in 2016, my wife and I went, we're not going to Target anymore. <laughs> and I think it lasted maybe 18 months, but eventually, yeah. and I will say this, that was a, compared to how much we shopped at Target before and after 2016 was a drastic drop-off. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you right now, with Target, you know, they are they they normally have their pride merchandise, but now it's it is um elevated in such a way that, you know, baby onesies I was going to
0: say it's aimed at children.
1: Yes. I mean the the, the type of hypersexualizing children, mm-hmm. um the agenda to say we want your children to be, uh, you know, the, the transgender bathing suits. There's just so much that you're like, okay, you are now I I know you're celebrating, but this is now trying to get to our kids to have the same values. And I think what you're seeing now is this backlash of, I think, Target's you know, stock prices yeah. have, have to drive. Just like what happened to Bud Light mm-hmm, a number of years mm-hmm. ago. I'm sorry, not years, months, months ago. Yeah. Um, but th- there is some, th- there's these cultural moments that reflect, this is where we are. Okay? This is how, this is what's happening. And as Christians, we need to ask ourselves, are we okay with this and and these are the these are the challenges because i think so i'm sitting here right now and i want to talk to christians about how do we stand up for biblical values biblical ethics christian worldview and at the same time i also know this when we're talking about this this ideological battle that that's going on i want people to understand that if someone has same-sex attraction, if someone has gender dysphoria, I want them to know personally from my heart, I want them to know I love them. I want mm-hmm. them to know that I'm, I'm willing to walk with them through their, their issues and struggles of life. If they are saying, man, I, was, I, fe- I feel I was born this way, or I feel whatever it is, I'm not going to debate that with you. I'm not going to compromise the biblical truth and the biblical standards of, of sexuality that God created. Okay. One man, one woman in, in within a covenant of marriage. That's the biblical standard of sexuality. I, I, my heart aches for people that, that struggle with trans, mm-hmm. tra, you know, transgender feelings. I, I, my heart breaks for people that have same sex attraction because I want them to, I, I believe God wants them to live out the fullness of their humanity within his standards. And when the things that we're going to talk about today, I I don't want anyone to feel like we're attacking you personally. What we're what we're talking about is an ideology that is pushing against uh, a biblical framework, mm-hmm. and where what we're saying is what who will in the in the public square of ideas, who is going to basically win. Will it be traditional, biblical, Judeo-Christian ethics in a worldview, or will it be secular humanistic hyper uh, sexualization of all things? And that's what we're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't want I want Judeo-Christian ethics and values to, to be front and center because I believe that's when a society flourishes the most. I don't believe that when people hypersexualize everything and everyone, Distort sexuality, uh, distort gender, um, you know, live a life that is purely about self-indulgence. I don't believe that leads to a a good society, right? Yeah. Of and, course. And so I share all that to say we're in this thing and I don't want anyone to hear this to say Oh, you just hate these people. That's what they always say.
0: Well, and see, they've that's they've done a better job of controlling that narrative, which is why they're quote winning right now because we have been we have been minimized to you disagree with me, you hate me. Yeah, and let's be honest, there are plenty of churches. They're hopefully more of a minority than plenty, but there are plenty of churches that will say they hate. They they say those people, which is a horrible look to Christianity. It's a horrible look to God. That's not that we do not hate. Right, we disagree, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. And that conversation needs to happen, but yeah. it shut down the second it comes yeah. up.
1: And so, and so, you have the Target issue, um, you have the Dodger baseball mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. The, the sisters of perpetual indulgence. I don't even. I don't even want to go into what they do. Yes, it's do not very, Google it. Do not. It's very debased and and wicked in my opinion. And, and not Absolutely. only that, it mocks it mocks the Christian faith outwardly. Mocks the Christian faith in a way that we should feel. Um, I mean, just it breaks my heart, makes me sick to my stomach. Yeah, it's
0: not left to interpretation. No, it's flat no. out. They're yeah. they're mocking,
1: and they're they're going to. I mean, it's, Dodgers. It's not like they're just inviting them. They're going to award them with some mm-hmm. some kind of uh, award
0: during a baseball game when families are there. Yes, when, when children are yes. coming out to watch for a their, baseball for game. their
1: pride night. And so this is this is front and center now. And as Christians, that's like, okay, how do I how do I respond to Target? How do I respond to the Dodgers? How do I respond to Every app on my phone being rainbow color or, or social media, like what do I do in this moment? Yeah. Right. And these are the, that's what, that's the tension we feel.
0: And I think a lot of people are afraid to do anything because they don't want to lose their job.
1: Yeah. They don't a, want to speak there's up. There's a lot of fear. I don't want, I don't want to be called an extremist. I don't want to be called a bigot. I don't want to be called all these things. And so silence, the reason why things keep progressing is because Christians are silent Mm -hmm. and and not just Christians It's people that do have traditional values are just, they're just silent. And there's like, yeah, let them have that thing. But it's now to the point where it's like, it's not going away. It's just getting bigger and more in your face. Yeah. That thing is going to be everywhere you go,
0: everything you watch, everything you think, everything you do.
1: Yeah. So I know there's been some Christians on the Dodgers that have said some things. right? Yeah.
0: And I was actually going to read a letter, um, Mike Trini, I think I'm pronouncing his name, right. Or Trianin, um, He's one of the players on the Dodgers, and they've actually reached out to the Players Association because they have unions, yeah, and they feel like this is encroaching on what they believe and who they are and everything. So he wrote this letter, and I'm going to read it. I'm disappointed to see the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at Dodger Stadium. Many of their performances are blasphemous, and their work only displays hate and mockery of Catholics and the Christian faith. I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I've been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the sisters of perpetual indulgence to perform disenfranchises, a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, major league baseball and professional sports. Mm. People like baseball for its entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. The debacle with Bud Light and Target should be a warning to companies and professional sports to stay true to their brand and leave the propaganda and politics off the field. Hmm. So he could have stopped right there. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Like, good. His final paragraph is, I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe the word of God is true. And in Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This group openly mocks Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of my faith. And I want to make it clear that I do not agree with, nor su- dis- do I support the decision of the Dodgers to, quote, Honor the sisters of perpetual indulgence. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua twenty four mm. fifteen.
1: Wow. That's awesome.
0: Like, he laid it all out on the yeah, line. Yeah, Like, no, I where, where does he stand? We that, know.
1: Yeah, that that to me is, and who knows what kind of backlash he will get from
0: that. Exactly. Publicly, mm-hmm. I mean. And more so probably publicly than even within the Dodgers right, organization, right. but definitely but, but, something's but coming. But
1: we're, we're coming to the point where we, we're we either going to say something, it's easy for, I know it's easy for me to say something. I'm a pastor of a church where you're expected <laughs> to have biblical you're values. You're supposed to hate but everyone. I'll be, no. But I'll be I'm honest just, with you, it's. Even in within the church, evangelical church, now we're finding people that say, well, "I don't want to. I don't want to be political." Mm-hmm. Listen, this is not a political issue. Yeah, but this... there are
0: plenty of churches that are political, though. You take a drive through a major <laughs> metropolitan area. We drove through Atlanta last year. Uh, we were on vacation. We were down there on a Sunday. We were taking the kids to a museum, and uh, I know we should have probably gone to church on a vacation, but. <laughs> More than half the churches we drove by had a "We're accepting, we're this" a yeah. rainbow, pr- a yeah. pride flag out front of their church. I mean, it's and everywhere. It's,
1: and it's interesting how. All right, so I want to. I know we're halfway through this episode, but I feel like I want to do a quick history lesson because I think a lot of times people wake up and like, how did we get to mm-hmm. baby onesies with mm-hmm. pride and transgender things and and sisters of perpetual indulgence? Like, how did we get here? I, I. Last night, I walked through the different words or themes that I've seen this LGBTQ movement ideology take. And it started really back in the 90s. I remember the 90s, the first iteration of this was the word tolerance. Hmm. We need to tolerate them, right? Like, tolerances feel so, you know, low, the lowest level kind of thing, like, hey, can you just tolerate <laughs> yeah. me being in the same room with Some you? Some days I have to tolerate right? my children, right? <laughs> but, to- but tolerance was like, hey- let them in the room, but yeah. let, let them just do what they're going to do. And let's not make fun of them. Let's not put them down. Let's not cast them out. Um, tolerance was the first level that they, and they got it. They got tolerance. Second one was what I call acceptance. This was, um, Hey, Hey, not only do we tolerate you, we accept you. We embrace you. They you're, you know, I might be heterosexual option A, but you're you're homosexual option B, mm-hmm. right? So we're accepting you. We're just different options of how we want to display our sexuality. The second or the third iteration of this was the word equality. And the equality was this idea of we want the same rights as heterosexual. And and really built up to that um that Supreme Court case, I think it was it 2015, 14, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember when it was, but the Supreme Court case that gave, you know, gay rights uh to to the population. Um and and after that happened, once equality happened, it was once equality, that's what everything was. We just want equality, we just want same, and then all of a sudden it became Celebration. Yeah. Hey, we're gonna celebrate this. We're gonna celebrate, you know, Pride Month. We're gonna celebrate this way of living. So it moved from not only not only is it just another option, it's it's a it's a really good option, right? And now what we're seeing is I think it's it's gone from celebration to a whole nother level of primacy. Mm-hmm. Like this is to be preferred than heterosexuality. Yeah. This is I was walking through what I've seen over the last 30 years. It went from tolerance to acceptance to equality to celebration to the 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 primary way. It's better. It's better than anything. And I think that is that's happened in 30 years.
0: Yeah, we. I had one kid, I did theater in high school, and there was one kid who was gay, said he mm-hmm. was gay. Yeah. And then you, okay, so he's gay, it's a, you know, either it's a phase or it's, yeah. you know, it's just, he's he's different yes. from everyone. Mm-hmm. I talked to a kid who's in high school about a month ago, and he said, it's odd if you were just a straight male or female. Oh, he said it's odd, yes, because everyone else feels the need to identify as yes. transgender or as gay or as non-binary or as yes. something. Like something. the pressure is there that if you're not something else other than straight, there's something wrong with you.
1: That's right. And and I I heard the same thing from an from another one of my my uh, son's friends who's in high school. He's graduating, and he's he was the head of a lot of his um, plays in his school, and and he would just say, "I'm the only Christian in the entire," mm. and he goes, "I get mocked. I wear a cross." chain he's Mm -hmm. like you know before it was like hey we're tall he's like now i just want tolerance Mm
0: -hmm. now
1: the christians are just looking for tolerance Mm -hmm. it's very interesting and it's so 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 i know we're left with about five minutes left here's so what do we do with this okay i think there's 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 a spiritual road and then i think there's probably a more um you know i i would say a practical way of doing things but the the first thing i would say is if we don't, if we don't pray against this, we are going to reap what we sow. Mm. There, this is a spiritual. There's a there's a spiritual warfare going on here, and if we don't start praying and fasting against the darkness, this is going to continue to perpetuate. There is power in prayer, and I, one of the things I've been praying continually is God push against the darkness in our country, push against the darkness of this generation. Rescue the innocence of the young again. I'm praying these things on a regular basis because I know my prayers have power. God listens to them. God, let let the evil people hang on the gallows they're building for for the good, the good and righteous. We see this in, in the story of Esther. God, I don't want the good and righteous people to be punished and killed. I want the evil people to reap what they sow. And so I'm praying for justice to be done. Um, that's the first thing second thing is if you want to see culture change you need to share your faith with people i mean we are done we're gone there is no judeo christian ethics anymore the 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 ethics of our country is money mm-hmm. it's materialism the only reason why target or any other company will backtrack from this is because what they really want the almighty dollars being sacrificed okay they don't care about your your values. They don't care about Judeo-Christian. They don't care about tradition, anything. They care about the bottom line. The whole reason why they're doing this is because they want their name on a list from the uh, you know the human rights campaign mm-hmm. to say, look at all these gay-friendly companies. And so that, that gets them notoriety, gets them more investment, gets them... It, it's a money game, yeah. okay? You got to understand that it's a money game. The only way they're going to change is if they feel it in their finances. Um, but culturally speaking... The only reason why people are going to change today is they've been born again. If you want to change people's perspective, if you want to bring people back from the ideology of the world, lead them to Christ. Share Jesus with them. It's not going to happen. You're not going to vote in a Christian ethic into our country anymore. We've got to, we've got to penetrate our our neighborhoods, our our workplaces, our schools, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, because the gospel changes people. And if people are changed by the gospel, they'll move away from those things. That's as simple mm-hmm. as that. Pra, the other so that's that's the spiritual side. Um, practically speaking, going back to what I said, that companies only care about money. If every Christian boycotted the companies that really celebrated pride. I think you'd see a difference. Yeah. It's just simple numbers. We know probably most likely based on church attendance, it the 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 United States might have a 10% population of people who are born-again Christian friendly. If 10% of the population stands up and unifies and says, we will not give X any more of our money, it it will change them. It it is a powerful thing to say we will. But the problem is, most of us don't care. Most most Christians are like, meh, I'm not. And we, I think Dan and I years ago we did a boycott episode, and I, I, it's hard to really organize something. I just know for me personally, after I saw what Target did, I'm not shopping at Target anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it's not, it's because what they're doing is they're telling me with my values what I believe is right and wrong. They're saying we don't care about you. We don't even anything that you care about. We are the opposite of. And therefore, I just feel, because I felt so dishonored, because I felt so disrespected by what they're doing, I'm not going to give them another penny of my my money because I don't want to. Mm -hmm. If every Christian simply said, I'm not going to give them another penny until they change course, we would see a revolution in what companies are doing. But until Christians have the convictions to live that out, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, they, and again I mean it's hard to draw that line I guess and a little bit in my mind because there are plenty like Apple for example yeah but are they flat out celebrating it and and trying to sell a you know Computer that's going to change a kid's gender when they're you know that was the thing like yes. Target was was after kids that's right and again as I said before this the the Satanist angle was even a, another yes. nail in the coffin and yes. you were talking about you were just talking about the spiritual battle that's there mm. I heard the guy that that designed all of these mm. clothing he said that he doesn't believe Satan is real but he yeah. but he views Satan as someone who is accepting of all genders and yes. non binary like. Yeah. It, there is a spiritual battle. Most
1: most Satanists, quote unquote Satanists, will say, I don't believe in a real personal Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan is is merely a um, a figurehead of, I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. So so th- I, I get it. When people are like, a Satanist, it's, I don't believe he was conjuring, All hail Satan, yeah. conjuring up demons. But Satan is a symbol of rebellion. He's a symbol of, I want to live according to however I want to feel. Yeah. And, but to, as
0: a believer, he is a real thing working in yeah. their lives yeah. essentially you yeah. know they're he's behind that yeah. he's the author of confusion yeah. so he's behind that yes. the the entire uh transgender movement of people being unsure who they are and who yes. they were born to be and what yes. they were born to be yes
1: and the last thing I would just say because I know we're out of time but you have to be willing to speak up that letter that that Dodger player mm-hmm. wrote is a powerful example of I'm not going to be mean I'm not going to be nasty I'm not going to be weird I'm going to be articulate I'm going to be have show my convictions I'm going to share my my feelings I'm going to share my beliefs and you can do with it what you want but I will not be silent yeah I will not be silent and let another thing go by that mocks my faith yeah. that that tries to um, diminish what is good right true and beautiful. Yeah. in this world.
0: Yeah, and so. he didn't say I'm not going to throw another pitch <laughs> until, you know, he didn't give demands. Yeah. It was this is this is this dishonoring is, me in my face yes. and you it, need to know and you're dishonoring a lot of other people too. If you're going to be consistent with this you know,
1: inclusion and tolerance and equality Let's be, yeah. leverage their game that they play. Yeah. And that's, that's what we've got to learn how to do. So.
0: Yeah. And as believers, we can't leave someone like that to hang them out to dry. That's right. If he's the only one to do that, what does it matter? Mm. You can ignore one letter. Mm-hmm. Can you ignore a hundred? That's right. Can you ignore 300? Can you that's ignore right. half of the people not coming to Dodger stadium to watch yeah. a game because yeah. they refuse to be there? That's right. You know, and hopefully if, if they do go forward with honoring, hopefully no one's in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. It. Which season tickets were priority. bought, so they still made some money, but the concessions wouldn't have like it would it would speak volumes. It would so, change, yeah. yeah. To, to sum up the episode, I think we as believers do need to take a stand. We need That's to right. take a stand in a strong way, but in a loving way, That's right. and in a kind way, That's and. Right. and let the world know where we stand and that that the principles that this world is after is pushing against the principles that God has set forth in his word of uh, the creation of man and woman and marriage being between Mm -hmm. a man and a woman, and that God created us in his image to be male and female. That's right. And we need to embrace that, and we need to make sure that we're sharing that with the world around us. Amen. All right, that does it for this episode of Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.